And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, as well as our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Well, thank you very much. I am the David Bowers, and I approve that message. Welcome aboard, everyone, for another exciting ride down the roads of indie music with some great stuff coming up, a couple of great guests, and all kinds of good things happening, some of which we have actually planned for, like this first song from a previous award winner here on the David Bowers Award. She's been on here several times. As a matter of fact, she may be, she just might be the most frequent single guest we've had on the show. She has a new anthemic song out, and I think you're going to like it. It's probably the most powerful song that she has ever done, or at least that I've ever heard. And uh, it's very, very today in its thinking. I think you're going to like it. This is Nikki Chris. It's called Rise.
R I S E. Rise. That's Nikki Chris. What'd you think, John Bon Jovial? Nice song. Beautiful production. She's got such a good voice. I always enjoy listening to her. And, uh, and she talking knows. with her. Hopefully, we'll have her on again in the not too distant future. But what a great song! Absolutely, powerful. yeah, really powerful. And the uh, I love the instrumentation behind it. Is good, as you said. She's got a great voice, and the key to it is she knows how to use it to its to its most effective uh, uh, level. Because some people, you know, they'll they'll try to stretch their voice too far or not push it hard enough. But she knows how to get the most that she can out of her voice and make it work. And I think she does. And we'd love to have her back on the show. She knows what to do. She's, you know, she's, it's not her first rodeo. And uh, she, every song that she's written, at least every one that I've heard, I really can't find fault with this. This uh, lady is very, very talented. And this song I think is going to be uh, this one. I I compare it to uh, Helen Reddy's I am woman. It's a, uh, it's a women's anthem. I think it's more powerful than I am woman uh, vocally and instrumentally. But uh, I I think this is one that's, uh, that is an anthem and is going to be heard. Uh, She, uh, I I think she's got herself a, uh, a long standard. This one's going to be around for a long time. And, uh, this may be the one that uh, finally gets her a Grammy Award. I know she's come close. Matter of fact, she's got uh, she's got one or two songs that are up for consideration for the next Grammys. And uh, I have a hunch that next year at this time, we're going to be talking about Rise as a, uh, as a potential Grammy nominee and maybe even a winner for her. And uh, along that line, as, uh, as Nikki and uh, we have spoke several times, it's time for indie artists to start making a uh, a bigger noise in the Grammys uh, because of the way the industry is now. Uh, indie artists are far more a power than they have been in the past. Rise, well, Nikki, they've been, Chris. They've been ignored so much, you know, the indie they, artists. And, and, well, and there's some genuine talent out there. I mean, and we've had just a small, I mean, we've only scratched the surface with the people oh, that absolutely. we've had on this show. And the labels, the major labels have always had all the power. Uh, indie artists didn't make it until they made it with a label. A label picked them up, and then they began to be a, a force on the market. But now the indie artists are to the point where they don't have to have a label to make it big. And uh, that's, a, that's a good thing. I mean, not that I'm downing the labels. I'm just saying it's nice that they have the competition and that it's – possible for an artist to make it big without the help of a label and uh, that's a good thing we want to thank some good things our listeners like you out there and also mary perry who is an accredited disability representative in rochester new york she underwrites the david bowers awards on WRFZ FM 106.3 in Rochester, New York, Rochester Free Radio. Thank you so much, Mary Perry. I started to mention with regard to Nikki Chris, uh, that song Rise is on YouTube. The music video is on YouTube. We had the privilege of uh, debuting this song for her uh, last week. And uh, for those of you who listened down the road, that would have been the uh, the third week of October. I think it was the 19th. And uh, we got to uh, debut it online. And uh, the video is now available. You can go on uh, onto YouTube and search Rise Nikki Chris and uh, check out the uh, 
the music video on YouTube. And we want to uh, we want to be sure and thank our house band and uh, Titty Bingo for our theme song, which they do for us every week. And that uh, actually brings up our first The David Bowers Awards of the week. So if we could have the fanfare, please. And how uh, we got you, we got you do, do, doing there in the background, John Bon Jovial. <laughs> Our first The David Bowers Award this week goes to the band with the unique name of Donna the Buffalo. And uh, for those of you who missed it when uh, they were on the show some time ago, uh, the name actually is a mistake. <laughs> As, uh, many things in the music industry are. A, uh, when they were forming the group, the name was originally supposed to be Dawn of the Buffalo, like, you know, the birth of, the beginning of, the morning of, and uh, somebody misunderstood it, and for some reason the name stuck, so they became Donna the Buffalo, and uh, they're a roots <laughs> rock band out of New York State, and they have a new album coming out in uh, early November called Dance in the Street. It's their eighth album, but the unique thing is it's their first in five years, and it's going to be dynamite because it was produced by the one and only Rob Fraboni. You may remember him as having produced uh, that uh, that great album for Titty Bingo, as well as uh, well he's he's done uh, ah, he's done a lot of them, a lot of he. Worked with Bob Dylan, the band, Eric Clapton, you know, all those little bitty names that you may have heard of, like the Rolling Stones, for example, Jim Harden, uh, somebody known as the Beach Boys, Joe Cocker, Bonnie Raitt, on and on. And as vice president of Island Records, he oversaw the remastering of the entire Bob Marley catalog. So this guy knows what he's doing. We've had him on the show, and we're trying to get him back here again. As a matter of fact, ideally, I'd love to get him and Donna the Buffalo on the same show because uh, in, in talking to the band, uh, they were absolutely blown away by uh, Rob's studios down there in San Antonio. And uh, they spent, uh, I don't know how long, I think they were there for a week or two, uh, but they uh, they did the whole album there uh, under the tutelage of Rob Fraboni, who was introduced to us by uh, the guys at Titty Bingo. So you want to be watching for Dance in the Streets by Donna the Buffalo, and uh, they are this week's the David Bowers Awards first winner of the week. Moving right along, we're going to be looking at, or rather, we're going to be talking with our first guest here in just about, uh, oh, I don't know, three and a half, four minutes, right after we listen to his first song, ladies and gentlemen. This is called Thick and Thin. He is Jeffrey Gaines, and here it is.
go. That's called Thick and Thin. It's by our first guest, and we're going to uh, we're going to bring him in right now and uh, have him come in here and sit down and talk with us. Come on aboard and say hello, if you would, please, Mr. Jeffrey Gaines. What's happening, everybody? How are you? Well, you are. You're happening. <laughs> Thank you so much for right. happening here with us today. It's good to have you on board. Right. And uh, love good the new here. song. This That's part of a new album for you, isn't it? Yeah, 2018 new record. Um, it's called All Right. This is everybody that was coming in the studio. I mean, you know, whether they were affiliated or part of the record, just people just passing in, they and they're listening to the mixes and just be like, you know, that was the natural reaction. Yeah, this feels good. This feels all right. What is this? That sounds like a vote of confidence to me. And uh, I know I've heard, yeah. uh, I've, I've heard uh, what, three tracks from the album now. And uh, I, I love the one we just played. As a matter of fact, I have to admit to uh, a certain degree of selfishness on my show here. It's my show. So if I like a song and want to play it first, I, I'll play it first, and I did. I like that song. I thought it was a, yeah, that's great. a great way to introduce you. It's something that the uh, it's something that the people can get into and uh, and and really enjoy too. John Bon Jovial, what do you got to say? No, I liked it, uh, Jeffrey. Nice job on that. It really is. I, I like the fact that you've got a nice country feel to it, and uh, you know some good rocking in there. Your production values are real tight on it, and uh, yeah, I tell you what, it gets the uh, much coveted and sought after John Bon Jovial seal of approval. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, Chris, um, Chris no, Chris, uh, seriously, man. Nice, nice work. It, it, it really is. You've got a. A good upbeat uh, feel to it. It's got a nice, uh, and and I really hope that you were going for this, and I'm not speaking out of turn, but it's got a really nice commercial feel to it. Well, I I'm not afraid of commercial, you know, accessibility and people, you know, finding the music enjoyable. The more, the merrier. Uh, I've been doing Thanks. this, and they're all welcome to get on board. That's the that that's one of the things that I like to see is when an artist can produce a good song something that he really feels and it happens to be commercial too as opposed to going out and trying to just do something that pleases the artist or just do something that's commercial when you can do one and have it automatically encompass the other you got something going for you Uh, tell us a little bit about the album what you put into it the the thought process that went into it well again i didn't get to uh, uh conceive it like I mean, it happened very quickly, you know, so the, the record deal happened pretty quickly. And so I just really had to whip it together. So I flew out to Los Angeles, got together with Chris Price and uh, the players, you know, picked a bunch of guys that we knew, uh, know the track record. They're playing together in a group. So their chemistry is already really solid, you know, as a collective. So it's easy to just get in and play. Um, and the Western aspect of it, a little bit of uh you know, when I get to California and all that open, all that just, it just changes my head space, you know, playing with, yeah, Val McCallum's playing with uh, Jackson Brown. I'd used him, played with him before on a previous record. Uh, so I knew his licks on the uh, Telecaster is just pretty wide open. Feels like driving, you know, like all his, like, all his licks just feel kind of west, you know, and yeah, so, kind of, uh... you know. Kind of what uh, John Bon Jovial refers to as his his top down in the middle of the night driving out in the desert. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's that's kind of the life. It's funny you should mention that it was uh, uh, 
quickly conceived and quickly done album and how you just went out to California and did it because uh, we played a track last week by Levon Helm's daughter and uh, she had done the same thing with her album. Uh, in her case, it was intentional. Uh, she barely played the music much before the album and she told the artist got there not not to overthink it, just do it. And uh, that, wow. uh, you might be, you guys might be starting a new trend there, uh, a little bit of a more, not necessarily ad lib, but a little bit off the cuff, less rehearsed, less sterile. Uh, sterile. It's uh, it's an interesting concept and it seems to be working. I, I, I know it'll work for some yeah. artists. For some artists, it might not, but uh, you've definitely, uh, you've definitely achieved it. Now tell us a little something about your That's background for, sure. for artists of, or for uh, people that aren't familiar with you as an artist, where'd you come from? Uh, how did you get to be Jeffrey Gaines? I got to be Jeffrey Gaines by way of uh, probably like 1992 was my debut on Chrysalis Records. So, and that was uh, from playing solo. I mean, I'd been in bands in the town I grew up in, uh, you know, central Pennsylvania. And, um, you know, I'd get up to New York and play shows. and You can't travel the band financially. So I would just do these little, you know, 45-minute sets, you know, at all the little folk rooms and stuff like that. Although it was like sort of rock unplugged, but it kind of came off folky. And Tracy Chapman had really just sort of hit, and everybody was buying. It was looking, in a sense. All the labels at the time were looking for somebody like that. I mean, I, I guess. This is all just guess. And, you know, I'm just imagining how I must have been attractive at the time. It was a, and it's all, and that is the, the whole thing. It's all timing and whatever the scene is, and if you fall into it, without attempting. I mean, you just are, you just be who you are, and uh, sometimes that's on trend, and sometimes it's off, but you carry on regardless, and you know, stay true to your, you know, your internal intention. You know, the, the right. it's going to be satisfying to you. Yeah, I mean, I still have, I've got live gigs to play, I've got an audience to play to, and a, the experience of singing live and in that moment. So when records come up, um, you know, nowadays without the without a lot of record stores and without all that without all that system, you don't take uh, you know six months on an album or you know because it's like it's more you know you believe in your talent and it's a it's a Polaroid it's a snapshot and you're like I could have done this we could have played that could have been faster slower but that's the picture and you just have to kind of move on because. Um, there's so much music out there and you know listeners are going to enjoy it and then as soon as they in, in, ingest it they're ready for the next one so no one's really i mean i'm still playing zombies records over and over again but like sure. you know a lot of people are just like give me the next song give me the next thing so you really can't even lament over and have a, a masterpiece mindset because not a truth there's really a lot no of truth there there's no there's no structure for it you know what i mean there's no like the marketing won't follow through and you know, there's no systems in place, you know? So we're, we are all just like, all of us musicians are just getting back inside uh, the, the, the joy of doing it and making it and offering up these records. And hopefully you guys, you know, you guys and folks hear it and find it and enjoy it. And that's, that's all you can leave in the world. Just, you know, pleasuring the people you meet. 
with and you. that's what it's all about too. I mean, you you know, you pretty yeah. much hit the nail on the head there. Um, I have a question for you, uh, and that is, you know, I as David will tell you and tells everybody else that I, I pretty much handle the more technical aspect of things here at the show. Uh, but I also like knowing about people's backgrounds. I'd like to know about the band and how you how you've come together and, and created the sound that you have. The band is a there's a there's a group out in Los Angeles, and all these guys have day day gigs with famous people. Uh, Pete Thomas plays drums. I've been watching him since '78 um, with Elvis Costello and the Attractions, and I've been a fan of his all of all of his recordings. You know. Um, and he's in a group with Davey Farragher, who's uh, new in the '90s from Cracker, and you know other little things, and and Val, like I mentioned, and Chris Price is a multi-instrumentalist, plays in so many bands out in, in California, and he's from Florida, music family. So we all got together, and uh, that's just what that's just the natural sound. I mean, you play them like I played them the demos, play them the songs. And then there's not a whole lot of directing them stylistically because they were selected for their style. So it's not as if they had to put on anybody else's clothes to play this record. They, they, we hired them to be themselves. And so the overall sound was sort of in, its, in the personnel selection and knowing that they will, they'll sound like this. So these songs will lend themselves to them sounding like that. The group's called Jack Shed, and they play gigs all around L.A. You know, well, it's kind yeah. of a cult thing because... Sure, sure. Well, you put yeah. together a marvelous sound, and, uh, you know, we don't have too much time left here. Uh, the next song seems to me... Uh, tell us something about that, and, you know, what, what's the deal there? The deal there is just... That is one of these song craft things that I like to do where I'm really trying to get into the like Hal David, like, you know, just like old time melody stretch, you know, just like how far can you stretch a melodic line through a song? And, you know, so this is about love and, you know, knowing what it is to be without it and longing for it. And, but again, not a lament, but a joyful number that's very up and inspirational. And I just love the, the, the melody of it, the bridge and all that stuff. It's very old school to me anyway, in my estimation, it's just old school song craft, so very good. That's now tell it. us how. Tell us uh, before before we have to <laughs> throw you off here. Uh, tell us real quick uh, how people can find you. This is where you can do some shameless self promotion. Well, the shameless self promotions, uh, dates and things like that are found at JeffreyGames.com, and um, you know that's pretty much it. Like you know, and again, you get it wherever at your record stores, at your uh, Amazon, at your. Um, you know, Omnivore Records is the label, and they have, like, a site where you can, you know, log on to Omnivore and uh, get a bunch of their catalog. Um, I'm just one of the many over there. So that's how you find me. And uh, call up radio, spread the word, and uh, get it on air, and we'll come oh, to the town. Well, listen, you. you've joined our family. We really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, once you've been on with us, we want you to come back and promote the latest goings on uh, out and about with you and uh, just keep us informed. And uh, you, David does have a page uh, that is uh, on Facebook that is devoted to artists like yourselves. You can make entries there wherever you want to called 
the David Bowers Awards on Facebook. So just, all you got to do is go to that. Uh, David, are you back with us? I just wanted to say that uh, for some reason my monitor has gone totally dead. So I have no screen, no notes, no anything. John Bon Jovial, this is all in your hands. And uh, to oh, Jeffrey, <laughs> I want to thank you so much for joining us. The show will go on one way or another. But uh, thank you so much right. for coming and spending time with us. Uh, John Bon Jovial said it very well. You're part of the family now. And uh, you're always welcome. Keep in touch because we like to know what's going on with our guests, where they're going, and what's coming up. And, uh, John Bon Jovi, okay. roll the music. Okay, Thank this you. is Good. Jeffrey Gaines, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Jeffrey. And here's his song, Seems to Me.
seems to need. That's Jeffrey Gaines right here on the David Bowers Awards. And we want to take just a second to thank our good friend, uh, Cindy at Ladylike Music, along with uh, all of our friends. There are some really good people doing an awful lot for indie musicians. And uh, Cindy uh, helped us put together a show with two Great, talented artist today, Jeffrey Gaines, whom you just heard, and uh, the lady that we're going to be speaking to in just about four minutes now. She goes by the name of Linda Marks, and here's a tune by her called The Lion.
Marks, ladies and gentlemen, right here on the David Bowers Award. Let's talk to her now. Linda, hello. How are you? I'm great, David. It's a total pleasure to be talking with you tonight. Uh, it's our pleasure to have you here and to have such such great music. I, I can't help but saying one thing that I felt, and, and, and I really didn't understand this in my mind. You know how you wrap your head around a particular sound when you hear it, and I wasn't really aware of it until just now as I was listening here on the show. I was getting just a feel of Broadway in your songs. That's, it's so interesting, because um, when I went to Yale, my songwriting professor professor was Maury Yeston, who ended up winning a Tony on Broadway. And while um, I haven't chosen to be a Broadway composer, I have certainly done my share of Broadway songs. And in addition to that, I have a dear friend who wants me to take a whole bunch of songs I've written over the course of my lifetime and turn it into a, a one-woman show, much the way Eve Ensler did with her show. So one never knows. I could end up on the Broadway stage, even though I didn't necessarily envision being there. Well, I, I first when I when I hear a song first, I, you know, it, it has to ring. Do, does, is this an artist that I'd like to have on the show, and why? And then I listen in the mode of auditioning songs for the show. Where would they fit? Uh, do I want to play it first or after the interview? You know, stuff like that. But I never really caught the feeling that I did listening to it just now. It just, uh, I could close my eyes and envision it as a, uh, as a Broadway stage song. So uh, a little bit of a, a little bit of a personal note there. Uh, what, where did you get the, uh, the idea for the song itself? Well, the line is actually a song that came out of watching a friend of mine go through an addiction crisis that topic is so in the forefront of the news in our lives. I don't know anyone that hasn't been touched by addiction in some way. And actually I saw stars born last night and sure enough, the character that Bradley Cooper plays, you know, addiction is a key piece of, of his downfall as well. So I had a friend who was incredibly successful professionally with his family in every way and alcoholism just totally unraveled his life. And so I wrote The Lion as sort of a prayer, um, a kind of love song to his spirit, supporting the resilience of the human spirit for him to break out of the chains that brought him down and for his spirit to soar and rebound and transform. So that's what the inspiration for The Lion was. Very good. Very good. And you're right. I think that... uh... All of us at some point in time in our lives have been touched by uh, by addictions of some kind or another by someone we either know, love, or uh, have come in contact with. So you're absolutely right about that. And it is a, it is a very, very deep song, something – it's one you really have to listen to a couple of times to, to, uh, to really grasp it. John Bon Jovial, your thoughts? Oh, well, first of all, you know, uh, Linda, congratulations on such a beautiful song, and it has such a, you know, a, a nice message to it. Uh, I I like I like the song. Well, I, I like that kind of music and the fact that you're able to, uh, you know, put together your voice in combination with the flute. Uh, it It really is nice. And now, I don't know if anybody has ever told you this, but the vocal style that you use kind of reminded me a little bit of Joan Baez. 
That's interesting. I, I haven't been compared to Joan Baez before because um, I'm a soprano, and with my hair, everyone makes fun of me that I should be Carol King, a, a singing, songwriting, piano-playing, curly-haired, blonde woman, <laughs> always gets compared to Carol King. But <laughs> that's the compliment. I love Joan Baez. She's wonderful. Oh, she's uh, she's she's a, a, a marvelous tactician with her voice, and of course she plays a pretty mean guitar too. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, that was uh, listening to the uh, to your to your vocals on that that kind of. I mean, yes, yeah, she's got more of a baritone quality, but you know, the, when she does sing on the high end, that is mm-hmm. what you reminded me of. And so oh, I, I really you. think that you did a, you did a nice job with that. I'd like to know. Um, what I mean, other than okay, we're talking about addiction, which really is uh, an, an insidious problem in this country. Uh, but other than that, I want to know what the thought process was of engineering the song the way you did. In other words, how did you put the musicians together? What were your thoughts on the kind of sound that you wanted to achieve with it? Mm-hmm. So this is one of the simpler arrangements. I arranged for many more instruments, but basically I played the piano. I wrote two vocal harmonies that I sang, one above and one below the melody. And then um, my flute player, Dave Birkin, played flute on it. So it only had two instruments and three vocal parts. And the way I envisioned it was sort of weaving. It was sort of like weaving a rich sort of ethereal cloud of sound that was very beautiful you know, in the sense that it's about the the quest of the human spirit to be resilient and to to be able to find some way through the darkest of darkest times. I wanted it to be beautiful and inspirational and for it to build so that the way I put the top harmony on first and then I put the bottom harmony on and then the chorus eventually has all three parts and is the strongest. That's really sort of like the prayer to invoke the power of the human spirit to survive. I think you pulled it off. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> Thank nice you. Time. You really did. <laughs> well, Thank I, you uh, I I couldn't help but uh, I couldn't help but relate with the the ethereal quality. It's kind of like the show here. We have an ethereal quality, uh, but I, I wouldn't <laughs> call it. I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> call it beauty. <laughs> Seriously, though, Linda, uh, it. <laughs> Your thoughts are beautiful, and you explain it so well. I wanted to touch on a couple of things that uh, I know you have coming up. And uh, the first of these, you have a song called Enough, which is coming out in November, correct? Yes, November 12th. It's being released on all digital platforms. And that was covered in Boston Magazine this month also. Uh, they had yep. some very nice words yes, to say. Yes, I'll be I'm, looking I'm for excited. I can imagine. I uh, I hope you'll get us a copy because we'd love to be able to uh, to play it here on the show and uh, share it oh, with absolutely. the listeners as well. We look forward to that. I would be now, delighted. Yeah. Now, also in looking forward, uh, you have a song. Uh, let's see, you have a song that was submitted for the Independent Music Awards. Uh, tell us about that. I actually have two songs that were submitted, and I'm very excited about both of them. One of them is an anthem that I wrote for the Global Light Up the Love movement. It's called Light Up the Love, and the song was written. I've basically taken some of the principles of the Light Up the Love movement and integrated them with a little bit of a picture of what people are going through in our crazy, chaotic world. Because in, I think our world in some ways seems more out of control and 
scary for many people I know than any time in the course of my life. And people really need messages of hope, of inspiration to take care of ourselves, to take care of the people we love, um, to meditate, to slow down, to reflect, to enjoy the simple things, to make life a joyful dance. So some of those kinds of um, sentiments were what I wove together into both the the verses and also the chorus of Light Up the Love. And I actually have performed it with a number of groups in my gigs. What I do if I, if I do a gig is I'll teach the audience the chorus and have them sing it with me, and then I'll go into the song. And every time the chorus comes around, the audience sings. And it's really beautiful. People walk away feeling enriched and happy. And so my, I'm actually – I've applied for a, a grant, something called the Iguanafun Grant, to be able to make a video for Light Up the Love, because if I can make a video where the images go with the lyrics, I think it will reach many more people. And um, Jerry, who founded the Light Up the Love movement, actually is planning to have the San Diego Homeless Choir sing the song. So this is just a song that's designed to touch people, to bring people together, sort of the way We Are the World did, but with the message that love is really what will bring us together. And we're going to close in just a few minutes, not right right this moment, but we're going to close this portion of the show with your song, Light Up the Love. Now, that's going to be on a uh, an album coming out next year, correct? Yes. My 2019 In Grace album will have Light Up the Love. It will also have Enough, which is being released as a single ahead of the album. And the other song, which has been nominated for the Independent Music Awards, is the title song, In Grace, which is an absolutely gorgeous song that has cello and flute and vocal harmony. That's another inspirational song. And many people, when they hear that song, are just saying that that is their favorite song I've ever written in my entire life. So I can't wait for the In Grace album to come out. And we also are looking forward to that. Uh, perhaps we can uh, prevail on you and uh, and your people to uh, work with us and set something up to debut the album when it's coming out. We'd absolutely love to do that. It should be coming out. I like to release albums September 1st. I, I released my Moments album September 1st of this year. So September 1st, 2019 is when In Grace will be released. Well, put us on your list to uh, get in touch with, and uh, and we'll work out something to get you on the show so you can release the album, and we'll uh, we'll play a few cuts off from the album. John Bon Jovial, I know you're trying to get something in here before we run out of time. Well, yeah, I my wonderment, if you will, I don't even know if that's the right word, but uh, you know, we're all born in such a way that you know everybody, to one degree or another, appreciates music. Some of us uh, more so than others. Uh, those that are more so will go on and will play the music and create the music, such as yourself. And so, I, I guess the question that I'm getting at is that there were so many different directions that you could have gone in. You could have you could have been a country artist. You could have been a folk artist. You could have been a rock artist. You could have. Uh, sung, you know, Tasmanian throat songs. <laughs> what, 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 what was it in your life Tasmanian that, that drove you? Yeah, you like that. <laughs> what was it in your life that uh, that that drove you in the direction to create this beautiful music? It's who I am. I, you know, the, um, Lady Gaga wrote a song, "Born That Way." I was born this way. I didn't talk till I was three, but I was gravitating toward a piano as a toddler, and I was just starting to write music. So I can say I literally had music in my heart. That's where it comes from, and it's it's who I am. It's it's taken me quite a lot of years to accept that, 
Um, I had a father who said music was a waste of a good mind, so I didn't have support for pursuing it. And there comes a time where you just have to say you are who you are, and I'm a singer-songwriter, and music is my voice. And my my prayer is that the songs I write touch other people's hearts because they come from mine, and I usually get the feedback that my songs touch their hearts, and that makes me incredibly grateful. Well, bravo to you. You uh, you 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 speak it well. And as far as music of being a waste of a mind, uh, tell that to Mr. Beethoven or Mr. Mozart. <laughs> kind of hard, kind of hard to look at them and say that they were just uh, you know screwing around and 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 sloughing no, off. It, it, no, I think it was my father's fear because his mother had been an opera singer. So it's 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 fascinating. Uh-huh. I, I wrote a song. It's also on the Embrace album that talks about how. You know, the sins of the fathers are passed on to the daughters and the pain of the mothers are passed on to the sons. So I suspect the pain his mother went through as an opera singer was passed on to her son, which inflicted his own pain onto his daughter. But I don't, you know, the song that I wrote called The Mistake is all about forgiveness because there are just transgenerational cycles where people have these painful beliefs that are so limiting. And I'm really grateful for music, and I find it to be a universal language that bridges all divides. Very well said, and I want to say at this point, thank you so much for coming in, joining us, sharing your story and your music. Uh, Fascinating. I look forward to having you back again uh, as soon as possible, and definitely next year when the album comes out. Definitely keep in touch with us. In the 30 seconds or so we have before you leave, tell the folks how they can find you online. Thank you so much, David. My website is lindamarksmusic.com, and you can find everything you want to know about me there. You can also buy my albums there in the shop. My albums are on all the major platforms, iTunes, Amazon, CD, Baby, Spotify, on and on and on. Um, And I'm also on Reverb Nation as Linda Marks. So those are probably the best ways to find me. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And I love to hear from people, and it's so moving when someone gets in touch with me about one of my songs that they've heard. There you have it, folks. Get in touch with her. Linda Marks, thank you again, Linda. And here is the song we've been waiting for. It's called Light Up the Love. Thank you. If you 
Linda Marks here on the David Bowers Award. Thank you so much, Linda. Thanks to both our guests, Linda Marks and Jeffrey Gaines, for another great show. We'll look for you to be listening in next week when we come back with more great indie music on the David Bowers Awards. John Bon Jovial, take us home. Well, I was thinking ahead in that direction anyway, so sure, why not? Hey, folks, thanks again for spending the hour with us on another week of the David Bowers Awards right here on Blog Talk Radio and WRFZ. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and, of course, the Valley of the Sun in beautiful Tempe, Arizona, and we are available for free on Blog Talk Radio, YouTube, iHeartRadio, iTunes Speaker, and and also all these other platforms where you may get your podcast. Click the follow link on our Blog Talk radio page and like the David Bowers on Facebook as well as Twitter. Be sure to join us next week for the David Bowers Awards, Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern on WRFZ 106.3. That's Rochester Free Radio and Blog Talk Radio, Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 6 p.m. UTC for more great indie music and talk with the artists that make it happen. So until next week, for The David Bowers and Nick the Honeymooning Geek, this is yours truly, the legendary John Bon Jovial, saying thanks for being with us. We'll see you next week right here on The David Bowers Awards. (laughs) 